The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcast belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And during the month of December, computer science is finding its way into classrooms around the world. December was created by Girl Start as a month-long virtual program to build awareness for STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. The goal is to show children and families that STEM is everywhere and to promote equal access to computer science initiatives for girls and misrepresented youth. These 21st century skills taught this month range from writing lines of code of computer programming to building functioning robots. This emphasis on computer science is made possible by curricular activities found on websites like code.org, Girls Who Code, and Microbits to name a few. Navigating these activities can be overwhelming and some teachers struggle with the process of incorporating computer science into the traditional curriculum of reading, writing, math, and science. My good friend Brenda Bass is not only an expert at these integrations, she's also an amazing educator who trains and supports teachers to deliver computer science initiatives. I first met Brenda when I was a digital learning specialist and she was my mentor as a newly hired employee, training me to train elementary school teachers in technology integration for our school district. I saw her brilliance with students and teachers firsthand. As she showed me and my colleagues how to connect with computer science with various subjects. In this episode, we speak to Brenda about ways to integrate computer science into the traditional curriculum, engaging classroom activities and resources for teachers. So like we always do about this time, let's collaborate, communicate and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and I have another amazing guest this week, my good friend, Brenda Bass. Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Coach. I'm excited to be here tonight. Yes, Brenda, tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. I was a teacher for 32 years. I taught first grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade computer. I was a computer technologist for 16 years, a curriculum technologist, media specialist, digital learning specialist. I was also in the STEM lab. I retired in 2018, and I've been working ever since for a nonprofit organization called Boot Up, and I'm a professional development facilitator where I travel all over the United States and train teachers 
how to teach their students computer coding. When I first met you, I, again, I was always amazed at your uh, level of knowledge. We were both elementary digital learning specialists in Fort Bend ISD. Remember that? I was hurt when we all uh, got disbanded, but I've always stayed in touch with you and just you and the group. And I just appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with Distember. Can you talk to us a little bit about Distember and some of the STEM activities that goes along with it? Sure. Of course, this is one of my favorite months. Anytime you code is my favorite month. December is a month-long focus on bringing STEM and computer coding to students and families all over the world. It was originally started by a group created to increase girls' interest and engagement in STEM. And on their website, if you look at their website, they have 32 days of a plan around STEM, which goes from December 1st all the way through January the 1st. Some other things that are happening this month, this week is Computer Science Education Week, which is December 7th through the 13th. If you go to csedweek.org, you can find out more information there. Also, we have Hour of Code. Hour of Code is December the 8th. As a matter of fact, I'm facilitating a couple of coding lessons on December the 8th for Code.org and MindSpark. Even the Boot Up team's been involved in this initiative for this month. We have some coding challenges that we're offering to our districts. And we're also offering a live a session through Facebook on December 8th and 9th just to teach coding lessons. So one will be for K through 2, a dance party. And then we have one for three, grade three up, and it is a beatbox machine. Why should students learn the code? What is the big deal about that? Coach, coding is a literacy, just like reading and writing, and it helps students all through life. Some reasons for teaching coding, number one, it helps with problem solving. Number two, it helps overcome failures by teaching a perseverance, persistent grit. My code may not work. But hey, I can take a look at it and I can debug it and I can figure out why. Number three, creativity. It allows students to create things that they're interested in. Do you know how many projects I've seen with unicorns and never collaboration? Pair programming is a great example of this. Matter of fact, I was in a kindergarten class in Colorado Springs and we did reverse, we did pair programming. So I had two students. We use the driver as the person with the device and the navigator as I called it the boss. They're the ones that kind of help and tell the others what to do. So I had the navigator facing the screen and then the driver facing their partner, but they had the back to the screen. And we looked at reverse engineering and which they looked at a project that just played over and over and we focused on one sprite or one character. What is this doing? How did it get started? Which direction is it spinning? And so they would tell their partner, okay, we need a starry night background. So in reverse engineering, you want somebody to create or replicate that project as close as you can. And that's one of the computer science skills and strategies. So that collaboration is very important. And number five, it's just fun. Yes. Man, you know, my mind was going because I've seen you in action and little kids love you to death. They love you to death. And I just know that activity was probably just amazing. And something else I want to share, too. Um, you also work with my son and when well, you were at my son's school at one time. Yes. And he was awesome. He, I could always tell, OK, come here. We're going to try this out and stuff. And so he, he was I'm not going to say my guinea pig, but. 
Coach, he was my guinea pig. And he, he hasn't found a love like that since you. So I just want to tell you, thank you. And I know that you really get at what you do. So when should students start learning how to code? At VODEP, we start with kindergarten. And I even have one district that started with their pre-kindergarten students. Funny, I use a swivel and record my lessons. And, and so you can see this one particular day where I was recording and I'm looking at the floor. Uh, I had eight students, pre-K students, all sitting on the floor, but with that swivel, you couldn't see them. But research shows that a girl at the age of six has already got some ideas that boys can do things better than they can. So by starting students young, we're reaching girls and we're also reaching all learners. Excellent. So if a teacher who has no support or structure of starting like a coding club or like a coding camp or working with December, what resources can you recommend for that teacher? How long do we have? We got as long as you need, Miss Bass. Free and paid resources. So we'll start with the free first. At Budap, we use block-based coding. So we use the free platform Scratch Junior for our pre-K through our second grade. It's an app. There's an app for that. You can download it. There is a beta version for the desktop for a Mac or Windows. It works on an iPad, a Chromebook. There is an Android app as well. And then we use Scratch, which is web-based, for our third grade and up. And Scratch was actually created as a project of the Lifelong Kindergarten Group at the MIT Media Lab. So at Up, if you go to our website, we have free curriculum with lesson plans and resources that support Scratch Junior and Scratch. So if you go to bootuppd.org and you go to curriculum and hover over that, you'll see both of those there. Um, Code.org is another one that has some great free resources there and curriculum for kindergarten all the way through 12th. CodeSpark is another free one for teachers. It's not free for parents, but it is free for teachers where teachers can create an account and put their students in there. And that's geared towards more ages, probably five through nine, is another one that you may be familiar with. Formally Build Your Own Block. It's a visual drag and drop program language. It was based off of Scratch, but it has a lot more features into it. So it's great for to be used in a high school computer science class. Uh, one of the things I like about SNAP is you can switch back and forth between the block base and the line coding. So you can see both. One with some physical, the one that has, they've developed a B-Bots and Bluebots. They have a, a virtual B-Bot online simulator uh, that the younger students can use there. Also Dash uh, by Wonder Workshop has robotics competitions that are free. Uh, they also have a virtual environment that came out, it was right about March or April when the pandemic started for, I guess you could use it for all of elementary, but there is a, a cost for the uh, the class license there. There's another one, just a real small device for 20 bucks. If you throw in some alligator clips there, you truly have a makerspace that integrates with Scratch. So you can use it to input, use the A, B button on it, or do some things for tilt there. So that's a great way to get started, too. Pretty reasonably priced. And then first, first Lego League, it has curriculum in there where students can explore. And then they can also do some competition and have STEM challenges as well. Man, that's an extensive list, Brenda Bad. Um, just listening to you talking, uh, you mentioned Boot Up. But what can you talk to us about Boot Up? Can you tell us what is Boot Up? I would love to tell you about Boot Up. We are a nonprofit organization. We partner with districts 
across the United States, um, and we do long-term professional development. So I will be in a school district two or three years. One of the things this year that is new, we have partnered with Amazon Future Engineers. So we are bringing computer coding to over a thousand more schools than what we already were. So we've gone from two facilitators to five facilitators and then one in New York that is a consultant as well. We have really grown. But it's just, it's so exciting what we do. So in addition to offering professional development, we go into classrooms and we model lessons. We also provide support for an instructional coach. We want the district to be able to sustain the program. Hey, Brenda, in your current role as a trainer, like what excites you the most about your job? Uh, I love training teachers, but where it really gets exciting for me is I can walk into a school and I go about every two or three months in between visits, but I'll walk in and the students will see me and they'll say, cat lady, or you're the lady from Texas, or you taught me how to code. So that's pretty exciting. I remember I was in Colorado Springs at one of the elementary schools and the fifth grade boy met me downstairs. He says, I remember you taught me coding. And so it ended up that I was in his class for that day. So we were doing some coding on some multiplication and some of the students, you will appreciate this, had the background of a basketball court and they had a, a mask on there and they wanted to be able to click on the basketball and it would give you the answer and then it would look like it was going to be going through the air making a basket. And, well, some of the students were having some problems and so we kind of stopped and I said, well, what are some ways that we could go about doing this? So several of them were mentioning it. And the one little boy that greeted me in the hall downstairs, he said, let's use that and use the X, Y. I said, would you mind coming up here and showing everyone how to do that? He said, sure. So he got up there and he showed him. And then I was teasing him. I said, I was getting ready to go to Iowa after that trip. I said, you need to go home and pack your bags. I'm going to take you to Iowa with me. You can just be my assistant. And after the class, he'd come up and he says, how are you getting to Iowa? I said, I'm flying. Is that a problem? Because I've never been on a plane before. I'll let you off the hook. But the teacher came up to me afterwards and she said, that student is not very successful in anything. What you did for him today boosted his confidence. I said, I didn't do anything. He took it. But that is one area where he was successful. Then I go to Iowa, and then another teacher is in tears. She said, see that student over there? That student is not very good at anything. Look, they're taking off with this coding. She said, I finally have something positive that I could say to their parents. Coding reaches everyone, no matter if you're special ed, if you're gifted and talented, or somewhere in between. And I'm going to go ahead and brag on you because a lot of that is you. Now, I've seen you in action. And when I first started the job, they put me with you so that you could train me. And when I stopped being trained by you and I was, you had given me some of your schools, when I would walk in the door, the little kids would be expecting for you to be with me. And they'd be like, man, where's Miss Bass? Yeah, you remember how we would walk in, you know, here yeah. I am. We're like, man, you're not Miss Bass, man. Where's Miss Bass? I was like, man, hush, little kid. Learn this. You're going to have fun. Man, I'm just a different, I'm a different Miss Bass. And it was like, nah, you're not Miss Bass, man. That was fun, but that wasn't Miss Bass. <laughs> Miss Bass, Brenda, where could our guests find you on social media? I'm on Twitter. Um, Brenda Bass, you can find me there. I don't do too much on Instagram. I guess I need to start, but. Yeah, you probably should start. And what what about your organization? Where can we find your organization? We are 
all over the place on any social media platform. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just search for Buddha PD. Buddha PD. Brenda Bass, I surely appreciate you coming on the show. That was a very quick interview. You're always a welcome guest, and I just thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you, Coach, for allowing me to be on your show. And I guess you can tell I'm passionate about computer coding and what I do. I think I have the best job ever. And you also have the best personality ever, too. Whoever you're working with and whatever school districts that you and boot up or y'all going to, they really, you really have a diamond in the rough. And I'm telling you, Brenda Bass is amazing. And if I could, I'd bring you to my school, too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for Flip Tips. Today's Flip Tip is brought to you by my homegirl, Terry Porter, from her blog on Medium.com entitled Making Flipping Easy. There are certain controls in the iOS share dialog box that I use with a lot of flipboards. So I change these settings on my iPad and iPhone to make flipping easy. Number one. I want Flipboard to be my primary app of choice for sharing. Those app icons in the share dialog box are movable. Just press the icon, select and move it. Number two, there are certain share options only available in Flipboard. These include promote to cover, which moves an image you flipped into your magazine to the cover of your magazine. And you can remove from your magazine which gives you the ability to remove a flip. Shout out to my homegirl, Terry Porter, for that flip tip. Thanks, Terry. Flipboard is a great way to collect articles for classes, show off your school and school spirit, and share expertise with peers. Flipboard fam, thanks for sticking with me on this episode. I want to thank Brenda Bass for taking the time to talk with us about DStember and coding in the classroom. I also want to give a huge shout out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderboom for the editorials on the Flip EDU Educators blog. I need you to remember to subscribe to our Flipboard EDU magazine on Flipboard.com. You can also find a treasure trove of resources on Flip EDU Magazine and the Educator's Blog on Flipboard. So please subscribe and share our podcast with an educator or a colleague. Our podcast is available globally and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, family. 